Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. It's Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, 15 trades <laughs> between round one and two. I had to like, I, I just, just need this, the suspense. There's so many trades in the last two nights in the draft. Um, what, what, what do you think uh, we could get you for? <laughs> What are, you, what are you on the Jimmy Johnson scale? At, at this point, I wouldn't even know where to begin. It's chaos. Um, Absolutely. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know if this is unprecedented, but I've never, I don't remember ever seeing this many trades in the draft. Um, mm. it, it's like you, you can't rely on the established draft order at all if you're trying to just tune in for your team. Uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, um, let me ask you this. What about this uh, run on receiver trades and receiver drafts? Because it's not only the, the trades that happened, but six receivers were in the first round. Three went between uh, picks eight and 11, you which know, means that there was three out of the four picks. That were right. Receivers. So what, I, I yeah. really think, you know, initially I thought, what is going on with this run on wide receivers, uh, you know, in the first half of the first round? Um, but with context – I think I understand it a little bit better because um, the, the mm-hmm. way this draft class is, the first round can't just be uh, defense and O-linemen. Um, so eventually, you know, you, you're going to see some of these skill positions creep in. And the impact we've seen lately of these first round wide receivers have been huge. Um, so it's, it, it's I, I think I'm beginning to understand why we saw – you know, that six-receiver run uh, yesterday um, uh, alone, it, it didn't make a lot of sense. But with context, uh, I, I think I understand. Um, but that's not to say I can't criticize one or two of those. Um, but, uh, yeah, oh. let, let's jump into uh, these wide receiver <laughs> trades. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Which ones would you criticize? Right off the top of my head, I yeah. feel like Detroit – made a huge move to get in on the number 12 pick. I really liked their first pick, number two overall, getting uh, Aiden Hutchinson. I thought that was just a really, really solid pick for them. But to move up to 12 to draft a wide receiver, uh, why? <laughs> why why do that when there's so many good receivers to be got throughout the draft? Uh, would you make such a big move? Um, to get a wide receiver. And, and so, the, and, and to take it a bit further, to me, that looks like you're buying in on, uh, on Jared Goff, which I wouldn't personally be ready to do. Um, so, went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 he went to the Super Bowl <laughs> with, with the Rams roster. Um, but, uh, and I'm, I'm not saying he's bottom of the barrel, not at all. He's a serviceable quarterback. I've said that before. But uh, but I don't think he's going to get you back to the Super Bowl, um, and, and maybe they're they're doing you know wanted to get this wide receiver as part of a litmus test for Jared Goff. I, I can't know their their long term strategy, but to me, trading into the twelfth overall spot for a wide receiver, a bit of a head scratcher. Second, no, yeah, it was the fourth wide receiver taken. Um, I think we're going to see lots of good wide receivers go tonight and tomorrow. So it just to, to give up an extra draft pick to move up to that spot to get a wide receiver, it just I, I can't give that one a good grade. Okay. Um, well, here's the thing. I'm going to disagree. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, look, look. We kind of talked about this off air. I mean, we, you know the what. <clears throat> I don't know what they gave up. Well, they do know what they gave up, right? They just swapped. They swapped spots in the first, second, and they gave a third to Minnesota. That's right. Um, okay, so you're going to take Jameson Williams, the best yak wide receiver, yards after catch wide receiver, right? And you're you're going to pair him with DJ Chark, TJ Hawkinson, Amon Rossay Brown. I'm actually a pretty decent offensive line, and then you get to figure. Anybody else they draft at running back, you know, uh, or get at running back or uh, some sort of dynamic playmaker they get in the fourth, fifth round at running back. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Guy tore his ACL in the, <laughs> in the national championship game, so, of course, the Lions would draft a guy like that. But um, nonetheless, I, isn't, isn't 
the receiver position in the NFL now just based on yak all day? Yak, yak, yak. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yards after catch is a huge yes. part of, of what's making these successful offenses work. Um, but, you know, like you said, he tore his ACL. I, I'm not sure when he's expected back. I think maybe he'll play towards the end of the season this year. Maybe not till mm-hmm. 2023. Um, and... You're just you're rolling the dice on the number twelve overall pick on someone who's yet to recover from their injury. Um, it, it just to me it didn't look like a wise use of the twelfth overall pick. Yeah, I suppose that's fair. Um, you know, he's young. Of course, uh, he, I, apparently... I have my criticisms of Minnesota for trading that twelfth overall pick as well because I would have liked to have seen them grab who went number 13 overall, uh, Jordan Davis, who I thought was an amazing pick by the Eagles, the defensive tackle out of Georgia, the behemoth. Um, I I think he comes on to any D-line and is just uh, a calamity for the opposing offense. Um, So, but but now I'm, I'm, you know, getting away from the point. But, uh, yeah, I think between Detroit taking a wide receiver at 12 and trading up for that, and Minnesota not getting as much as they probably should have for that 12th overall pick and not using that 12th overall pick. I give both teams a, a, a C plus on this trade. Wow. I just like James Williams a lot. I think like, okay. Um, <laughs> if he didn't tear his ACL, like where he be, he would probably be like a top three pick, you know, like I, I, I think he's young enough to come back from the injury. I don't know if he'll play next season or like what part of it, but um I don't know. I mean, I don't like Jared Goff, but who does? That's like saying I like the crust on bread. I don't like I mean, crust so, on bread, but it's there. Jared Goff <laughs> is like the crust I mean, on bread. Um, yeah. I in mean, that, you know, I mean, some people won't like him, but they can't exactly hate him either. Um, yeah. You can't hate Jared Goff, but you also can't love Jared Goff. He's he's the he's the toast. He's he's. Oh, sorry, he's the crust. He's the crust. I wish he was toast. <laughs> yeah, he's he's more like the bread you find in the freezer that's freezer burnt and you forgot that you bought <laughs> you bought it on a buy one get one free sale at Kroger or something like that. Like, whoops, that was in there. <laughs> uh, now I got to eat it, you know, because I'm I'm short on money and I don't have bread. You know, kind of like what the Detroit Lions have been in for like the last I don't know seventy five years. So. um I don't hate the pick. I, I just, I mean, I just think, like, it's a copycat league. It's every, receivers are, like, if they're dynamic, the speed, they're athletic, you can't coach that. And those guys only go in the first round. And, like, Yak is such a important thing to an offense. It opens up so many different aspects. You saw it with, like, Jamar Chase. Um, I, he's with DJ Chark and TJ Hawkinson and Amon Rossi Brown. I mean, like, that's that's pretty damn good. That's pretty damn good as far as, like, skill position players are concerned. Now, um, Jared Goff's still quarterback, so we'll see what happens. But his comp is Odell Beckham Jr. in his, like, rookie year. Good Lord. You know? That guy was ridiculous. Yeah. And then he got hurt. I don't read too much into these comparisons of established players. I think that's a slippery slope. Yeah. Well, I agree. But, I mean, we have to compare him to somebody, don't we? Why else are they doing the draft? I, I compare him to not... the other wide receivers in the draft, <laughs> not, not not players I mean, who have had NFL careers. <laughs> yeah, but like, okay, then what separates him from being a second round pick or a third round pick if we don't know his comp? You know, we have to get an idea of who he could be. That's all about the draft. It's all about potential. Why else are doing a draft? Just drop my microphone. I get so angry. So <laughs> why else? Why else are they doing a draft, Trevor? <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. So um, let's you know, let's, let's agree to disagree. Let's bring on this it back one. to these wide yeah. receiver trades. Anywho, and I mean, okay. I mean the wide receivers that are already in the league because these were some good ones. Okay, so let's talk about the first trade. Let's do uh, your boy Hollywood Brown, Oklahoma wide receiver, oh, got traded man. from from uh, from Boomer, right? Uh, from uh, Baltimore to Arizona, Boomer to Boomer. Now he's going to be playing with Kyler Murray, first round pick, straight up for uh, Marquise Brown. What do you think of Marquise Brown's value, and is this a good trade? I think that this was a great trade. I I really think it's a good trade for Baltimore and a great trade for Arizona. Um, I I don't think Baltimore is really built to get the most out of a guy like Marquise Brown. 
Um, they're definitely a run-heavy offense. Uh, this is not a knock against uh, Lamar Jackson's ability to pass the ball. It is what it is. Um, but uh, putting Hollywood Brown back with Kyler Murray uh, out in Arizona, if, if you're a Cardinals fan, you've got to be pumped about this. Um, the, the connection these two had was insane in college. Um, if you haven't seen the highlights, do yourself a favor, pull them up on YouTube or wherever you can find them because it's, it's, it's so impressive. And to have that chemistry back and to give Kyler Murray a weapon to replace, you know, there's no more who they, they've lost Christian Kirk. Um, I really like this for the, for the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Who else is Jalen Hurts going to throw to? Can you name any of the receivers? Jalen Hurts. We're talking Eagles now? Yeah. Oh, you say Cardinals. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the next one, though. <laughs> okay, um, but but let's, the same same logic applies to the Cardinals outside of DeAndre Hopkins. Who else is he going to throw to? Zach Hurts. He's like 32, 33 years old. Um, who, who else? Well, that's exactly Christian it. Kirk? They, Christian they, Kirk's they, not on that team anymore. They needed somebody. Yeah. That's what I said. They got rid of Christian yeah. Kirk. They had to bring somebody yeah. in. Uh, Hollywood do? Brown is like the perfect guy for these guys. So right. I love it. Right. And the, and he's already played with them in Oklahoma. They already established a rapport. And it's, it's a great pick. It, it's a great trade. Um, B plus for me. I mean, it's not perfect. Hollywood Brown, you know, what is he? 5'10", 180? Jeez. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a short receiver. Yeah. but He's got Brandon Cook's level injury stuff all, written all over him, if you, if you ask me. But that doesn't mean he's a bad receiver. It's just he's fragile, like like crust on a bread. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, I like him a lot. Um, do you think it's good value what Baltimore got? I mean, the, the, to, you know, considering they probably had to pay him. Uh, I mean, I that's why I got I, traded. But, I don't think it's a yeah. bad trade. I think it's a better trade for Arizona, but I don't think it's a bad trade for Baltimore because, like I said, I, yeah. I don't think that Baltimore uh, can use somebody like like Marquise Brown to their potential. Um, so they're better off, hmm. you know, finding a, a better piece for their puzzle. Um, like so run heavy I, offense. Yeah. Exactly. So I think right. uh, I think this is great. Yeah, get a more physical receiver in there. Put them, send them over to Arizona, and they get the finesse guy they're looking for in that Texas Tech offense with uh, um, Kingsbury. Your boy, your boy Kingsbury. Yeah, your boy. Big Kingsbury 12. Kingsbury yeah. coaching a couple of OU hot shots. It's uh, yeah. He threw the. It's it's a strange world, the football world. <laughs> I tell you, run and shoot, buddy. Yeah, he'll throw the ball seventy times in the modern day NFL. They'll win. So uh, I, I like the I like the trade. Um, I like I like Hollywood Brown. Um, yeah, I just you know he he's like one of those guys. We talked about this last year. I think I'm 99 percent sure we mentioned that he kind of disappears every now and then. Like you expect him. Like it's it's a, it was a surprise to me to pull up his stats and see he had a thousand yards last year. But who didn't? I had a thousand yards last year. Right. I didn't move right. from this chair. <laughs> so. Um, you know, it, it just surprises me that he doesn't make, like, a really significant impact. I, you know, I, that's why I'm thinking, like, it's a brand... Even though I like the trade, it's like a Brandon Cook sort of well, type player. And like, the, the interesting... You know, you know I, I love to put things in context. He had 1,000 sure. yards. Uh, With Lamar Jackson. Right. Yeah, I get and it. he's the first 1,000-yard receiver Baltimore's had in five seasons. Um so, you know, he might seem to disappear, but it's kind of like, who's he playing for? I think you're going to see big plays week in and week out uh, having him back on an offense that knows how to use him. What's wrong with Tyler Huntley? Why are you throwing him under the bus? Dude, Jeez. Dude, throw guy. him under there. <laughs> I tell you. Yeah, that bus hasn't left yet. Um, A.J. Brown, going to Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, first this round is, pick, right? This is a tricky This is one. a weird one. Yeah, yeah, this is a weird one. So, um, uh, what the the GM in in Tennessee was you know, emphatic about how much they like him and they're never going to trade him, uh, but uh, I guess AJ Brown was holding out for a, a new contract and then boom, gets traded. For, yeah, traded for an 18th and a, and a 101 overall pick in the draft this year. So I assume that's like a 
fourth round. Right. And the then one one. And then he signs a hundred million dollar contract. So uh, from AJ Brown's perspective, AJ Brown A plus on this trade because he got yeah. he got his bag. Uh he's on a, a new team. Um he's gonna be in the same offense as uh Oh, I can't think of their. It'll, it'll be his second year in the league. Their their hot shot receiver in Philly. Um, guys, they drafted him last year. I think he played for Alabama. Who? But Philadelphia. Oh, you're talking about Devontae Smith. Devontae yeah. Smith. Thank you. Yeah. So it'll yeah. be opposite Devontae Smith. Um, yeah. It's a good duo. It's. Uh, I said, who's he got to throw to? There's, so just there's Devontae a, Smith. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> potential there for him. Um, Sheesh. So and and I really like the trajectory that Philadelphia seems to be on. The, their draft has been pretty. Uh, I'm pretty jealous of their draft so far. They've got a lot of good pieces in the first two days. So, well, and, and you know, it's it's interesting with with Philly. They they stockpiled like draft picks, and I I think we were previewing this a couple weeks ago, or not, maybe even earlier than that. I said they had a lot of like. They're gonna have a really young roster, and then they they just go out and get a receiver like everybody else is doing, and it's arms race all over the, all over the the league to compete in the NFC East. Like, who's gonna cover AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, the NFC East? I don't think the Cowboys have anybody that can cover them outside of um, uh, Diggs, Trayvon Diggs, right? Uh, Washington doesn't have anybody to cover them. New York doesn't have any. New York has nobody in general. Um, <laughs> you know, I. I'm a fan of this trade. It's a little weird. It's a little tricky. AJ Brown's not a guy that that um is known to stay healthy. So four years, a hundred million, but he's twenty four years old. Right. So well, and, and he's I, going I, to like a Lamar Jackson offense. I think like they're gonna only, run the ball a lot. I think there's only like fifty seven million guaranteed in that four year yeah. contract. Um right. so it's really up to him whether or not he can really make it a hundred million dollar contract or not. Um, but I think hmm. that's a good position for both the player and the team to be in. Be like, listen, you, you mm-hmm. do what we brought you here to do, you're going to get what, what you came here to get. That's the NFL in a nutshell, right there. Right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, man, what have you done for me lately? you got to do it right now. <laughs> you're going to get your Catch money. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, um, yeah, I, I like the trade a lot. I just wonder, you know, we talk about scheme fit with Marquise Brown. or Yeah, Marquise Brown, that's his name. Hollywood Brown, right? You know, I can't help but wonder, like, the exact opposite with A.J. Brown. Like, is this a good scheme fit for him to be in? Like, he went from a running offense to running offense. And, like, RPO. Not like we're going to hand the ball to Derrick Henry. RPO, you know? Um, right. He's going to have to block a lot. He's going to be putting in a lot of physical situations. Knowing that he's kind of... Um, Injury prone is um, is this a good trade for AJ Brown at the end of the day? Even though he got paid, I mean, I, I guess it really depends on how AJ Brown sees it. I guess um, mm-hmm. I, I I sort of always assume uh, uh, you know uh, a warrior mentality for these guys. Um, so you know nothing but a, a positive, aggressive outlook. I would say it's a great trade for AJ Brown, um, right? But who knows? Maybe, maybe he was hoping to get the contract he wanted in Tennessee. I I, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, and I mean, it wasn't that long ago that I I would say Tennessee is the better roster to be on. But these days, I I kind of got to lean towards Philadelphia. I think he landed on the better team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're definitely ascending more than like Tennessee is. The Tennessee, you know? I hate to say it, but Tennessee seems to be on on the you know on the come down uh, on the Ritz. Yeah, they're they're not. You know, I, I don't <clears throat> think that they'll do better next year than they did last year, and I think they did better the year before. Um, so we'll we'll see. Hot take, hot take there. Yeah, hot take. Hot. Serving them up. That's right. Come get them while they're hot. You know, get, get your plates out. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, Tennessee's definitely not in a position where like <laughs> they're going to be. Um, I, I, they're just not. Do you see them contending in the AFC? Honestly, not anymore. How could they contend? How I, I don't see them contending anymore. I, I think that yeah. uh, I think the Colts are are 
just really close to locking down that division. Um, right. I mean, it's another new quarterback for the Colts this season, so who knows? <clears throat> the carousel. All right. But uh, the blue and white carousel. Right. Yep. The, uh, yeah, Tennessee, I, I don't think that they're going to be I, – I don't think we'll be talking about them making the playoffs by the middle of the season. I, j- I just don't think it's going to be their year. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, we're, like, it's like we had that discussion about New England like a month ago. Right, and I went through all. I went through every team. I said, "Give me every team you think that's going to make the playoffs, and then we'll stop when you get to New England and the, the AFC." And we went eleven teams, and Tennessee hadn't even been mentioned by that time. And if I'm wrong, go back and listen and let me know. <laughs> so, I, but I'm ninety nine percent sure we hadn't even mentioned Tennessee up until that time. So, like, they're on the outside looking in with New England and teams that just made the playoffs, but like, didn't do enough this off season. And arguably, they both have very good coaches, right? Um, but Ryan Tannehill? Yucky. Yucky. Sorry. <laughs> well, and that's why... So, I, I mean, I, I, I hate to, to force a segue here, but yeah, let's talk quarterbacks. Um, I mean, honestly, I see Tennessee as one of those teams I wouldn't be surprised if they took a quarterback in the middle rounds now that the, you know, the the... There's only one quarterback taken in the first round, and here we are, you know, majority of the way through the second round and, and not a second quarterback taken yet. So it's going to get harder and harder for teams that didn't think they'd find their answer this year but are still probably thinking about moving on from their quarterback to pass on these guys. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Tennessee take a quarterback. But, like... I don't wouldn't be surprised either, but Malik Willis? Like I think we always like Kenny Pickett, I think we all sort of agreed upon. Yeah. He's like a first round, early second round. And granted in a really bad quarterback draft. Like Malik Willis. <laughs> you know? And, and, like he's not gonna play. Well you know? not for I, at least I two years. I want to talk about wicked Malik wait, Kenny Pickett, wicked Kenny Pickett. Uh, yeah, twenty yeah. first overall, Pittsburgh last twenty first overall. Right. He he's the only quarterback taken in the first round, and he got picked by the Steelers. I, I say this is an A plus for Pickett because, wow, um, he's he's stepping onto a team that has a, a wonderful tradition of football, but a stacked defense, um, which is always great for a, a fledging quarterback in the NFL. I think uh, I, I, if I'm Pickett, I don't know who I'd rather have been picked by in hindsight. I think it's a great team for him to land on. Oh, bet, veteran coach? Yeah, Mike Tomlin. Um, good running game, Najee Harris, right? Good offensive line, bunch of receivers. <laughs> I mean, shoot, uh, they were they were a playoff team last year, and he's he has a high ceiling, like, as far as like being like a, a potential starting quarterback immediately, you know, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, that that's that was the ideal situation for him to go, and he'll be a day one starter there. I well, think. and I'm I mean, just looking at it now. Uh, yeah. Earlier this evening, uh, the Steelers Pickens. grab him, George Pickens, Georgia wide right. receiver, 52nd overall. So already getting and, in weapons. And you know what? And there's not a better team that drafts receivers than Pittsburgh. There isn't. They they hit on every single pick every no, single year. It's you know it's crazy how correct you are. Like people might yeah. think that Rob is exaggerating. He's not. Um, it's, I often don't. It's <laughs> it's stupid <laughs> how good the Steelers are at develop at, at picking and developing wide receivers. It's it is uh, it, I, something in their personnel development their department. It, there's some something there. <laughs> I don't know what it is. The NFL truth serum. You know that tells you which which players you should draft at the receiver position, which ones you don't. Um, but think about it. Like like last five years, like Deontay Johnson, James Washington, George Pickens, I assume will be good. Um, even just going beyond that, beyond that, Juju Smith Schuster, Emmanuel Sanders, Antonio Brown. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm forgetting some folks in there. Uh, but yeah, they're incredible, and they put Kenny Pickett in the right situation, and he doesn't have to move. <laughs> hometown guy. No, yeah, that, I, I left that part out too. That makes it perfect. He's he yeah. went to college. He's the, he's the pit 
QB, and now he's the Pittsburgh QB. It's great. Right. Uh, Chase Claypool, by the way. Sorry, left that one out. Uh, really good player. Najee Harris, I mean, Pat Fryermuth, excellent tight end they drafted last year. They just have a knack for, for drafting these guys in offense. Um, Pittsburgh's going to be stacked in offense next year, and they, they look good kind of all around. Um, they're in the playoff hunt, man. I mean, we said about a lot of AFC teams, but definitely Pittsburgh. We're jumping around a little bit. We said Aiden Hutchinson earlier. Um, going back to the first round last night, uh, you like the Aiden Hutchinson pick. Can I tell you a pick I didn't like? Is anybody going to be surprised when I say this? Are you um, ready for it? I, I, are you going to talk about the, uh, let's see here, the 29th overall pick? Yeah, who was picking in the 29th overall pick? I think that was New England. Okay. <laughs> was it a, would you call it a strange pick? Um, I, it, it's strange because uh, this, uh, this guard is, uh, you know, he's ranked a lot lower than he went. I think he's ranked 77th overall prospect in the draft. We're talking like late second round is still kind of a reach. And uh, he went 29th overall. <laughs> Unbelievable. So Cole Strange. Ten- University of Tennessee Chattanooga. What division do they play in? <laughs> what what division do they play? This is like this is like if Belichick went to a navy. Like he went he went on like he went on the like a, a, a battleship, right? A navy battleship, right? And he picked out the most grueling looking MFer on that battleship, right? And he picked him with a first round pick because nobody knows this guy. And he would have been available in the third round. <laughs> I'm not laughing, I'm crying. That's what's happening. Do you think, and I don't want to get into like a huge discussion about Bill Belichick, because this is not a Patriots show, right? <laughs> it could be. We can make it a Patriots show if you want. <laughs> um, we got enough material every week to make this a Patriots show. Just about the Patriots. What... Do you think is going on Bill Belichick? Do you think he thinks is it kind of one of those things where he's you know he picks somebody every year? It's kind of a surprise, and he's done this so many times. I won't get into all the players because it's just gonna, it's, the list is going to be too long, and it's not worth our time discussing that part. But is it kind of like I, everybody's picking a receiver? I'm going to kind of dodge this one and pick a guard. Um, I know better than everybody else, or I know the, the draft better and I can read talent better, and I know who to pick at this. This is the right pick. So the 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 best defense you can make for this pick is, is I know better than everybody else. Um, and, and people that listen to the podcast know that it's, it's not easy for me to criticize drafting O linemen, but with the, in this situation, if you know better than everybody else, then trade down for this guy. You, for God's sake, didn't have to take him at 29 (laughs) overall. Um, and I'm not saying you had to take him at 77, but good lord, um, it, it, it's it's a real head scratcher. No matter how you look at it, and the best defense you can come up with is I know better than the rest of the draft analysis, and and that could very well be the case. Um, I, I think that often is the case with with a lot of picks, but uh, but man, you 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 could have got him for so much less. Like, I don't know. You know, I was listening to this this report from Mike. Uh, what is it R- Rappaport? What have you? Mm. What's his name? He's on he's on NFL Network. He was saying that three team, four or five. Okay, I don't know how many teams it was, but it was more than three. Had a first round grade on him, so he would have he would have went this like the early second round. So why not trade back again and just get him then? You know, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, oh my god, I. He's a guard in a in a league where everybody's picking receivers and speed. And we were just talking about earlier. I was like, you can't teach, you can't teach yak, you can't teach athleticism, you can't teach things like that. And you're so valuable in the NFL, and the NFL is so wide open. You get a guard. Like, what year? Are we what what year is this? It's 2022, right? It's insane. It's insane. Um, I don't know. <laughs> You know, he, he they're they're known for drafting guards in the fourth or fifth round and developing them. Shaq Mason, Joe Tooney, Dan Connolly. They got guys undrafted from like freaking the rugby league, like Stephen Neal and that Super Bowl team, you know? 
Right. Well, and and I feel like there's still so many guards even now available in this draft. It's not like they took a tackle at 29th yeah. overall, which I think would have made a lot more sense. No kidding. But at the end of the day, like he's a guard. <laughs> you have a, you have a first year quarterback, right? It's a Patriots type pick, a Patriots type player, and that's what happened. I just can't help but think like this could have gone much differently, right? Couldn't they just gotten somebody else? <laughs> like, I mean, good God. I don't want to make this a Patriots show. So we're going to move on. We're going to move on. Let's talk, let's talk about the Jets. What do you think about the Jets' first round? Um, I, I like it. Um, I, you I, want to go over the players? Or? I like yeah. a lot of the players they got. So, I mean, they yeah. got Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Um, right. I, I was going to be excited to see whoever got him. Um, so that that's a, a great pickup no matter who you are. And then getting a wide receiver with the 10th overall pick, uh, Garrett Wilson, Wilson out of Ohio State. Yeah. I think he's going to be uh, one of these you know, immediately impactful wide receivers, especially if they can continue to develop their young quarterback, Zach Wilson. Um, and then trading back in to number 26 to get a defensive end out of Florida State, Jermaine Johnson. Um, huge first day for the Jets. Absolutely massive. Yeah, yeah. And Jermaine Johnson, who slipped down the board and was supposed to be picked in the top 15. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Great we, value. Talked, we talked a couple weeks ago how about this This might happen with some of the, you know, there's so much high-end uh, edge rusher talent in this. That, that's the one thing there is not a lack of in this draft is, is defensive ends yeah, and then probably wide receivers. Um, so... Uh, I like it. I think I think they had you know they had three great picks in the first round and 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 pretty balanced with what they got: cornerback, wide receiver, defensive defensive end, edge rusher. So I I like it. Yeah, I thought they had an excellent draft. Not that it'll, <laughs> it might not mean anything, but because <laughs> no, it's the no, Jets, it's, it's the Jets. <laughs> so you just right. you just gotta wonder. Right. Um, but I, and then, I like to think. Oh, go ahead. Sorry to go ahead. to stay with the Jets. Um, you know they they had the fourth overall pick of the second round. Sorry, sorry, fourth pick of the second round, thirty sixth overall. Um, they take the first running back of the draft. So you know, two offensive weapons, two reliable prospects on defense. Uh, the Jets from a draft perspective, are crushing it. I like it a lot. And I'm talking about Brees Hall out of Iowa State, who uh, I think is going to be, you know, I, I, it's, it's always hard to predict if these guys are going to have much of a, of a, you know, much length to their career in, in the modern NFL, where they seem to have a, a shelf life of about three years on average. But uh, I do think that uh, Brees Hall is going to be a game changer out of the backfield. I do. Yeah, no, no question. Brees Hall's best, yeah. I mean, Iowa State, right? Yeah. Back. Oh, yeah. X, yeah. Great pick. I mean, you get it. You get to pair him with Elijah Moore and Zach Wilson, um, a couple other pieces they have on on offense in, in New York. I think Jermaine Johnson is an excellent pick because you can't have too many pass rushers in this league. We talk about it all the time. You got to have what big fat whales on defense, <laughs> and you got to have really athletic guys on the edge. That's it. You got to have fat people in the middle and really long guys that can get around uh, offensive tackles and be really athletic and get to the quarterback. Especially in this day and age, everything's like an RPO, some sort of motion or something like that. Somebody has to set an edge. Jermaine Johnson's a good edge setter. And I thought it was an excellent pick getting back in the first round and then getting Brees Hall in the second round. I mean, you know, the only thing Zach Wilson need, needs now is probably like an offensive line. Uh, which right, is, right. Is, right. is sad. And, you know, a lot of this is, like, how will the pieces gel together? Because we never know. I mean, you know, this this Robert Sala is a defensive coach. So, like, uh, who's working with, with Zach Wilson? It's, like, a offensive coordinator or quarterback's coach from Tennessee or something like that or Green Bay? I can't remember. Somebody, something like that. But nonetheless, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, cornerback, um, fills that Richard Sherman-type position, 6'3", 190, uh, corner long, can cover anybody. Really athletic, um, kind of a man cover guy. I think Sherman was zone though, right? But he was like man man zone sort of guy. Like he could he would cover the best receiver in his own scheme somehow. Um, 
I like him a lot. I think the guys they picked is perfect for Salah. I just wonder how everything fits on offense, and that's what's going to be important. Oh, yeah. Especially in the AFC this year. Especially in the AFC this year. So um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I, I yeah was a big fan of, of the way the Jets drafted. Um, moving back to because uh, <laughs> we got to talk about Green Bay. Talk about teams out. I mean, if you're okay. Well, I, I'd like to <laughs> if start you're us a, off about Green Bay here. All right. Yeah, yeah. Because Go ahead. Uh, this this isn't easy for me to say, but I'm I'm gonna throw some love at Green Bay. I actually think oh, man. That, that they're doing a pretty good job here. Um, I, I know they're gonna catch some criticism for once again not getting uh, anything on offense in the first round or or wide receiver in the first round, but um, I I do like what they did. They you know they got the inside linebacker out of Georgia. Um, which they need Quay, because they, they, they parted ways with, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's their linebacker that, that Minnesota picked up? Minnesota uh, picked up. So they, they, they either picked him up or traded for him. It was an off-season move. Um, but, but they, you know, is it Smith or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Preston Smith. Zadarius Smith. Zadarius Smith. That's who I'm thinking of. So without him, that that creates a real void in the middle of the defense. So getting another piece of that Georgia defense at at 22 overall and then getting a Georgia defensive tackle, 28 overall, I like that they're prioritizing their defense. And honestly, if they had drafted a wide receiver in the first round, the story would never not be you're the replacement for Devonte Adams, and there is no replacement for Devonte Adams. Um, so I, I do like it. And then they boom, they went wide receiver in the second round. So I I do like the strategy here from from Green Bay, a team that I can't stand. Um, so so there you have it. My my I, overcoming my my distaste for him to say I do think that they're doing things the right way in this draft. Well, I don't disagree with you that, that like, it's good to pick Georgia players. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? Quay Walker, 6'4", 241, not a, th- not a uh, three-down uh, linebacker because he doesn't, like, cover very well, but he has good edge rush. It's kind of like you were saying, he blitzes really well. He covers that, like, that pass rusher in, in between the guards and the center, right? Right, which is but like, very similar to the piece that they lost with Darius Smith. That that's very much the the role that he played. Okay, yeah. Listen, like you said, perfect to sort of like addition by subtraction, right? In that sense, I I don't know. I don't know. That's is that like the prototype linebacker in the NFL right now? Man, I you know that's a good question that's, because I'm that's not my sure, only question. I'm not sure that there yeah. is a prototype linebacker. It really is. The, the way you play defense, who you're playing against. And uh, I almost feel like, like if there is a position group on defense that is codependent, it's the linebackers. <laughs> no, no one linebacker gets it done by themselves anymore. We're, we're done with the days of Brian Urlacher and who cares who the other linebackers are. Um, yeah, the line breaks. The linebackers are a unit. And so I, I feel like it's – tough to evaluate this until you see how they're going to play together i suppose that's fair i mean it, yeah they got to play as a unit right i just think about like okay and and i don't know not you can't obviously based on scheme fit but i'm thinking like devin white right oh love Devin six white. one six feet 220 230 all over the field run sideline to sideline not too big where he's stuck in between the tackles not too small where he gets bowled over by people. But he's an excellent cover cover linebacker, cover tight ends, can cover receivers over the middle, just to do it all, right? And you're not going to get that guy with every pick. I get that. But, like, you're going to put a guy who's 6'4", 250. It's, I, you know, I don't hate that. I'm not going to go back to the Patriots. <laughs> but God willing, I know that's something they would do. Like, pick a guy like that that doesn't fit that, like, prototypical NFL linebacker. Maybe you need both. People still run the ball, right? But I don't know. I'm skeptical about this this Green Bay draft a little bit. I'm going to be honest. A little skeptical. Quay Walker. I mean, he's raw. He didn't even play that much this first year. This is a, a, a win-now team. Devontae Wyatt, good player. 
6'3", Another Georgia guy, right? Explosive. Um, you know, I don't know. Christian, I, they say Christian Wilkins com- comparison. I think you hit a good point. Like, what are these comparisons even? You might as well just throw them out the window. We'll never know. Well, right? and, and it's, so yeah. it, especially with different positions, when it comes to defensive tackle. Um, I kind of like that one, though. The, uh, That's what I was going to say. Oh, sure. The, uh, I, like, I like the Devontae Wyatt pick. The yeah, jump from, from college to the NFL for these defensive tackles, it's huge. Um, yeah. Even the physical ones, they got to step up their physicality. Um, they'll get rotated out more often than they were in college because mm-hmm. that's just the way mm-hmm. the game has to be played at this level. Um, but, uh, man, I, I love it when teams create depth on the D-line, especially the interior D-line. Um, with guys that can <clears throat> that can play the interior by themselves, you know when you can when you can put a three guy front as your D line and and still have faith that that defensive tackle isn't going to let anything through, that that really uh, uh, makes it easy for the rest of your defense. Like just big whales all over the place. Oh yeah, <laughs> just belugas all over the line, you know, and just like they're ferocious you know um i like that pick i mean he's gonna be playing next to kenny clark who's like uh i think he is their nose tackle correct um so i i i like that pick i obviously georgia guy here's the thing right they pick a receiver in the second round that's raw and may not may not contribute in the first round i mean the first um excuse me in his first season because he's so raw six four two eight big receiver i like him um Coming out of run heavy offense that played in FCS, how how would you be? What would your reaction be if you're Aaron Rodgers and you saw something like that? Like, okay, well, I'm not gonna be able to throw to him. <laughs> he blocks, and he played in the FCS. Well, I, I think that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers' reaction needs to continue to be, uh, "Thank you for giving me all this fucking money." <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, whoa, 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 kid show whoa, here. Whoa. Sorry, family right. show. Family All right, show. that's okay. But uh, goodness. But yeah, I, I mean, at what point does Aaron Rodgers not get to complain? Um, probably never. But uh, but yeah, there, I, I just I, I feel very strongly that there was no. You're, you're not going to get. You're not going to fill the hole that Devonte Adams leaves with this draft. It, it just isn't going to happen. Um, so it wasn't so much a praise of the wide receiver they did pick but making the most out of their first-round opportunities and, uh, and not putting that on the shoulders of a first-round drafted wide receiver because if they had picked anyone in the first round at wide receiver, that's all it would be is you're the next Devontae Adams and you need to live up to that expectation, and, uh, and there's just no way. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, do, you, do you see it on... <laughs> I, I, you don't think that'll happen, regardless? They, they took like I, I a prototype think it'd be guy. pretty ridiculous for somebody to yeah. to point. Think to, a second round? to uh, the receiver they got and say, uh, you know, you're the next Devonte Adams. He, he went in the second round. He's definitely not yeah, the next Devonte Adams. Uh, I, I don't think replace it's him. fair for them to expect. He's their third overall pick for the for the Packers. He's not expected to be Devonte Adams. Who's going to replace him? There isn't any replacing them. You you got to okay. find a new way to win. You got to <laughs> <laughs> put Aaron Rodgers a receiver or Jordan Love something. Yeah, I see what you're, I see what you're saying. Um, I just yeah, I just can't help. Like if I get what you're saying, Aaron Rodgers should be grateful he's getting the money and they're building around him. Fine, fine, right? But you go for playing Devontae Adams. Granted, he can't replace him to somebody who is known as a blocker, is athletic but very raw, six four two eight. May not be ready for a year. FCS. I mean, I I just it's kind of a fart in church for me, Trev. That's all I'm saying. You know, it's poop, poopy, <laughs> a little poopy. Um, I know. <laughs> let's let's you, turn our tails. They, up. Do you think they could have got Sorry. a better wide receiver at that spot? Ah, I mean, they could have got a better wide receiver. Let's see, they got 23 and 28, right? They could have. You don't think they could have traded? No, no. no. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, if they had stuck with what I think is the good strategy, who would you have rather they picked at 34? Uh, I mean, there's there's 30, a lot to pick from. I'm just 34? wondering if you had somebody I mean, in, me, in mind. Not not necessarily. I guess I would have to go through it. You put me on the spot here. 
I'd have to go through Wayne the, Dale the list. Robinson was the next guy to get picked out of Kentucky. Boom. Okay, you but you, but you don't think that, okay? So they got extra picks from Devontae Adams. You don't think they could have gotten up to the middle of the first round? I, I, okay, you don't want your first round receiver. Fair. <sighs> okay, you don't think they could have, you're you're trapping me here. You don't think they could have gotten? I don't know anybody else. There's just somebody who's raw. They could have got you know? Wayne Dale Robinson. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Hell yeah. Two, guy with two first, two first names in his name. Hell yeah. I'm not sure Jimmy, I'm saying Jimmy that Wayne right. Dale I'm sorry. It's not Wayne. It's Wayne Dale. Sorry. W-A-N apostrophe D-A-L-E. <laughs> okay. Wayne Dale. Regardless. I mean, maybe, just a guy that. But I mean, that, um, I mean Wayne Dale is five foot eight. You know, he's, he's not a big guy. Might be good in space. Anywho, we're gonna we're, we're gonna move on to Baltimore. I want to talk about their draft real quick before we get off the air here. Um, we have about 15 more minutes. Kyle Hamilton, first round pick, 14th overall, guy who was slated to go third overall. I think most of the draft ends up dropping to Baltimore. Is there a better team that's is there a team that's more lucky than Baltimore in terms of how the draft falls every year for them? They always get like two or three guys that were like that just dropped them. And they always pick, not necessarily by need, but always by like the best available. Isn't that amazing? How they they're just such such so good at reading their board. No, and I I honestly think this is a great fit too. Um, mm-hmm. I really like Notre Dame safeties, um, and now Kyle <laughs> Hamilton can go, he can just go hit people for uh, for for Baltimore, um, and this this is the pick that they got for trading. Uh, Marquise Brown, is that correct? Uh, this was 14, so this would have been their original pick. But their original uh, 23, pick. yeah, 23 gotcha. was their, uh, they actually went 25 as they traded back. They got uh, the best, one of the best offensive linemen in the draft. We'll get to him in a second. But, yeah, go ahead. No, oh, um, I, I, think, yeah. Uh, I think Kyle Hamilton's going to be, uh, I, I think he'll be a rookie starter. I think he's going to just, just, you know, he's going to be, uh, a force to reckon with out of that uh, defensive secondary, so yeah. I think I think it's a great pickup by Baltimore. Absolutely, it's a veteran secondary too with uh, Marlon Humphrey and Jimmy Smith, right? Right. Um, they need a safety there. I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity to learn um, a lot, <laughs> um, and he's going to be able to play like that nickel. Was that that nickel linebacker role or dime linebacker? Right, where right. You, you just kind of put them all over the field. I. I think his versatility is fantastic. I don't know why he fell. I think maybe he was, uh, he didn't. Run, oh, that's right. His uh, his his forty uh, yard dash wasn't high enough, so that's why. Well, he fell. The, you know, the forty yard dash is one thing, but the the instinct Crimey. to be where the ball is going, that's uh, that's what you want in your safety. You know what I like in my offensive lineman, Trev? That they're coming going from to Iowa? Iowa. That they come. Yes. How did you know I was going to say that? <laughs> okay. Anybody that comes from Iowa automatically eats a lot of corn, and I want them in my office. That's right. We love these corn-fed <laughs> O-linemen. Just, I just love the, the fat corn corn people. I to get them in my O-line. <laughs> Ty, Ty, Tyler Lind, Linderbaum, right? Corn people. I love it. <laughs> uh, he's excellent. A, a pro comp, Jason Kelsey. Like an all-pro. 25th overall. Granted, like, you need a center, and they do. Bradley Bozeman, I think, um, got signed by the Panthers. Okay. So they had a, they had a hole. Um, Ravens trade back a couple times, end up getting the bet, one of the best offensive line in the draft. And one of the best, it's his best center prospect over the past decade. Wow. Good God. Yeah. What value there at 25? And they got Hamilton at 14. Whew. I tell you, it, nobody gets as lucky as they do every year. No, I mean, it's, they, when you put it that way, getting yeah. a, a safety and a center in the top 25, and, uh, yeah, these, these guys are just, they're, they're, I think they got two starters in the first round. Um, no question. Yeah, it's huge. And lastly, um, David Oyad, uh, Ojabo, uh, I'm hoping, hoping I'm saying his last name correctly, um, Here's a guy, top 15, uh, top 10 prospect, Torres Achilles, uh, I think, right? Yes, Torres Achilles is pro day. Probably won't play this year, but when he comes back, he's going to be, I mean, they got him 13th overall in the second round. So what would that be, 45th overall? 
Right, it's and, a good and value pick. how high was he expected to go before he got injured? He was like a top ten prospect, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's cr- I didn't think you'd fall this far. Um, but insane. man, this this draft has already been so crazy. It's easy to lose track of some of these guys. Um, no kidding. Yeah, huge huge pickup. Um, for, and yeah, yeah, they they've they've got time to develop him as an outside linebacker. He won't have to he won't have to start this year. Uh, he, although he might end up. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, just a just a, a great value draft for Baltimore. Probably next to New York, probably my second favorite draft, or if not, 1A, 1B right now because they just have gotten such incredible value everywhere they picked. Um, we're going to finish off here with uh, talking about a little Minnesota because well, I actually kind of like how they drafted too. What do you right, got? So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. There, there'll be a couple I want to come back to. Um, but, no, with Minnesota, you know, as a spectator – you get really excited about you know who you're going to get in the first round. Who are we going to get? Uh, and and drafting 12th overall, that was I think our highest draft pick in six or seven years. Um, so trading down was not what I wanted to see happen. Um, there were there were plenty of people I would have loved to have picked at, at number 12 uh, that wouldn't have been reaching and would have been great to have. But the first two rounds are done. Minnesota had three picks. They got a safety, a cornerback, and an offensive guard all out of the SEC. Um, can't be disappointed with that. So, um, yeah, in the end, you know, trading down got us an extra pick in the third round. Uh, that'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, you know, altogether, you know, I'm, I'm not displeased with it. Um, and I'm, I'm very happy that they went uh, defensive secondary, defensive secondary with their first two picks because that is by far our biggest area of need. Um, cornerback is probably definitely the biggest, but, but getting the safety out of Georgia with the last pick of the first round, I, I, I can't criticize that at that point. So I'm all, overall, I'm not upset. I'm not as upset as I was when I saw them <laughs> trade down. And, and give the twelfth overall to Detroit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I, I you know, I, I think in terms of value and checking off needs, um, you could say Minnesota probably did one of the best need need base picks in the draft. And and granted, like I thought they got good value for where they were, especially Andrew Booth Jr., uh, six foot cornerback. Guy right. can play opposite of who's on the other side there. Patrick uh, Peterson. Patrick Peterson, right? And learn from him. Um Played in Clemson, big games, ACC, playing the national championship game two or three years in a row. Like, I think he's he's a, it's a great pick, and they got him in the second round, twenty seventh overall prospect, fourth at cornerback. They got him forty uh, second overall. That's right. that's pretty good. No, you know? I, I think that they you know they're doing a pretty darn good job, um, and yeah, so yeah, I can't right. can't be disappointed and. Uh, yeah, the point I was going to make is, you know, that that original trade out of the twelfth overall spot. Um, you know, we we put so much emphasis on these high draft picks um, because these players have to be drafted in some kind of order. But the entire draft is just taking shots on guys, and there's really no guarantee that a first round pick is more likely to work out than a second, third, or fourth round pick. Um, so looking at it from from a numbers point of view, which you know our new GM, he's supposed to be the money ball of football. Um, I, I gotta assume that that's the way he's looking at it. Is he'd rather take one more shot on another guy than than just you know <coughs> take the number twelve guy overall. At least that that's how I'm justifying it. No, I think that that makes a lot of sense, um, and certainly like they got. I'm not saying they got bad value. You just wonder like who they could have gotten that at that point. Maybe Kyle Hamilton instead of Lewis signed, Lewis signed, but then they wouldn't have gotten a corner. They had other needs, and sometimes you just have to trade back to just fill the film. That's just the way it is in the draft. Um, but they got a, a inside linebacker, guard, corner, safety. That checks off four needs right off the bat, and I hope they're good players. It seems I like that Brian Asamoa guy. It seems like they reached on him, but six foot two twenty six, prototypical linebacker, a guy that can cover. And they need they got torched through the air, and so they need guys that can cover. They got Andrew Booth Jr., Lewis Sign, Brian Asamoa, 
and a guard, and their interior offensive line was dreadful last year. Freaking oh, yeah. terrible. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I like I like all three of these prospects. I'm very happy to, to look forward to see how they fit in and, and what they can contribute. Um, but uh, real quickly, because we are running out of time, you know, yes. last, last year uh, Kyle Pitts w- was historic with being a tight end drafted number four overall. Um, this year, our first tight end, Trey McBride, out of Colorado State, goes 55th overall to Arizona. So one more weapon uh, on that Arizona offense to to replace the the, the you know the through the air weapons that they that they lost. Um, so I do like that pick. And then uh, the Denver Broncos' first pick in the draft, last pick of the second round, 64th overall, Nick Bonito, outside linebacker out of Oklahoma which is something that uh, the Broncos uh, definitely need. They need an edge rusher. Uh, they need linebackers. So I think this is a pretty darn good pick for the Broncos. There you go. Yeah, I, I like that Trey McBride pick. Uh, first, uh, the best tight end in the draft goes to Arizona. And if you're telling me the middle of that, the middle of that offense, like the, the middle of the field, sort of like the, the slot guys, the offense, that's going to be stacked with Trey McBride, Zach Ertz, Mark uh, Hollywood Brown. There's going to be a lot of just movement in and in and out of the middle of the field. They're going to be they're going to move the ball. Oh yeah, they're going to move the ball quite a bit. So I like that 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 trade uh, that that pick as well. So um, anything else you want to leave before we leave? You all, man. There, there's so many good ones, um, but yeah, mostly just looking forward to seeing how the rest of this goes. Um, you got to think at some point there's going to be a run. On these uh, running backs, um, James Cook, running back out of Georgia, uh, 63rd overall. I think he's only the second running back to go. You know, we've we've had, you know, no running backs in the first round, two running backs in the second round. So it'll be interesting to see when these uh, running backs will uh, uh, start getting snatched up. Um, but yeah, so far it's just a really really fun draft, and it's been a crazy draft with all these trades. I, I don't think there's been a more uh, topsy-turvy uh, draft in our lifetime. <laughs> no question. Yeah, no question. Well, uh, continue to watch the draft here. It's live as we speak there in the third round. The Seattle Seahawks are on the clock. As you hear this, it'll probably be the end of the third round. I mean, I would think. <laughs> Unless there's like a pause or something weird happens. And I don't... Anyway, stranger things have happened. But nonetheless, um, I'm at Bobby Law on Instagram. We're at Football in General on Instagram. He's at uh, the Trev Geo dude on Instagram. We're all over the place. Folks, it's summer. All right? And if you're in a hot place like Arizona, you're not going to be doing anything but sitting inside listening to podcasts, playing video games, or watching, watching football and crying that it's not on. <laughs> we didn't talk about the USFL. I know. It, uh, I, I feel terrible uh, about it because uh, well, it's, yeah. it's really it's really made it past me. I have I've it's, barely had a chance to look at the USFL, and I was so excited for it. As a as a guy who's watched some of the games, it's been excellent. I, I highly highly recommend you go out and watch it. We'll we'll get back to it next week. We'll talk more about some about the USFL, mostly about the draft. Um, and as we go along, we'll continue to do the best we can to cover all of it. USFL is around till mid May, so um, but it's been excellent. If you have Peacock uh, or Fox Sports, I think it's what it's on. It's been an excellent, excellent watch. I, I'm very surprising how good it's been. Who's your team so, in the USFL? Um, <laughs> I like Philadelphia, preferably. All right. Uh, pre- All right. Yeah, preferably Philadelphia Stars. Yeah, just they're just fun. It's just a fun game. The only the worst part about it though is it, it's in like Birmingham, Alabama. Not that that's anything wrong, in Birmingham. It's just that nobody's there. <laughs> <laughs> like they had like a game on Easter and there was like 15 people in stands. It was sad. Oh so, yes, I um, did hear about that. We, you know, yeah, it's it's yeah. not a good sign when the, when there's nobody in the stands, no matter what the the viewership rating is. So right, yeah, right, you right, get right, right. People in those stands. Indeed, and we hope to get your ears in our stands. Continue to listen <laughs> to football in general here. Uh, bring us to your cookouts, your graduation parties, folks. Look, look. We know how to set the set the stage. You just play some football sound in the background. Two guys with beards talking about football. There's ain't nothing more American or or related to college than that. So uh, you can't find that at your local bar. Although maybe you could. Um, but we're here on the airways, so you can listen to it all the time. You don't have to go to your local bar. You stay at home. So anywho, <laughs> um, enjoy the draft. Enjoy the USFL. And if anything else, just enjoy football. We're so much closer to the season. We're three months away. 
We made it halfway. Hang in there. <laughs> Until then, we're out.